Welcome back to Capes and Cows, everybody. It's Friday. It's that show. We're going to be talking about all of the latest and the greatest in the world of comic book movies and TV. Bob Iger said, yep, you guys are right. Marvel's been stinking up the joint, and we got to focus on sequels instead. See how that one is going to go. Uh, Hugh Jackman, there's some pictures of Deadpool 2, or 3, rather. Um, and the new costume with Wolverine. We'll talk about if we like that look. Madame Webb is about to come out. And Dakota Johnson already talking about that line that everybody's making fun of. What does she say about that? Some Daredevil stuff. Florence Pugh says, I don't know if the this movie I'm in is ever going to come out. What the hell is it called? Thunderbolts. There you go. There it is. Thunderbolts. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore. Who knows? It's starting to become like uh, the Young Mutants. Or the <laughs> new, uh, mutants. new Mutants. <laughs> The new young mutants. Uh, the, uh, nobody knows if it's going to come out. Joe Manganiello said that he had a role that was he was up for in Thor, and he said, nope, no thanks. And he's talking about doing some other things inside the world. So we, there's a lot to talk about, guys. With me and Winston and Coy, the crew is back. So if you're brand new to the channel, hit that thing swirling around. That's the subscribe button. Trying to get to 200,000 faster than we got to 100. At the time of this recording, guys, we are currently at 124,614. Can you guys get us there faster? Well, hit that button and you can. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. Capes and cows, baby. Big thing. Let's do it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Capes and cows, big thing. Me, Christian Harloff. Coy Jandro. Winston A. Marshall, and it's all of us. Yeah. Chill. All right, welcome back, guys. So we've got a lot to talk about for sure. Before we do, Koi, man, you were doing a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. A lot man. of fun stuff. I mean, you had the, uh, what's it, what was it called? The Megacon, Megacon in yeah. Orlando. And I saw everybody, man, from uh, you, you had like the old school with Entourage. You had uh, the, the new kind of shows with with Loki, with Tom Hiddleston. There's a lot of great stuff that you were able to do. Uh, did you have a did you have a favorite? I Well, the three reunion panels were the first ever reunions for them. So okay. that was kind of an honor in itself. The Entourage, they'd never gotten to do a con together. And it was the first time it had been in a room, all of them in eight years. So that was just like, as an entourage guy, so sure, flattering. Sure. Uh, I did the Prince's Bride panel. Oh, that's awesome. Robin Wright had never done a con. Oh, so I wow. got to do Robin Wright's that's first panel. Great. Who and was on it? Was so Mandy, please tell me Mandy Patinkin was on it. No, he oh, wasn't there. But damn. it was it was Wallace Shawn. Cool. It was Chris Sarandon. It was Carrie Elwes. Oh, and, and Robin Wright. That's great. And it was wow. such a... At one point, Carrie Elwes and I were talking, and I asked what it was like to be a part of something that's so iconic yeah. to you. It's not like James Bond, not like you know comic book characters. There is only one Dread sure. Pirate Roberts. And I said I dressed as Dread Pirate Robert once for Halloween, and he, and he put his hand on my shoulder, and he looked me in the eye with those blues, and he went, you would make an excellent Dread Pirate Roberts. Oh, that's so And awesome. I was like, this is like a, like my entire <laughs> childhood cool. came to life. That's like really I was, cool. My, my, all of my trauma healed. Uh, a magic, magic that's moment. That's all it took? I mean, yeah. that's the power of Carrie Elwes. Yeah. Wow. That, that, I mean... I, that's impressive. That's it. So I'll take one man. And then uh, I also did the um, My Name is Earl panel, which oh, they'd right, never right, done right. together. Jamie Presley right. had never been right. with Ethan Suple and Jason yeah. Lee. So those three were just special because so much of my childhood and adulthood. And then uh, the Tom Hiddleston, an hour with Tom That's is great. so surreal. See, that one to me is one that, I mean, they're all interesting, obviously, but the one, the one that I wanted to talk to you the most about was that one because they don't really, they, do they record these and put them anywhere? They, I know that there's a, depending on the contract, whether they're allowed to or not. Yeah. Because I know that mm. certain studios don't want mm -hmm. certain answers out and it's not about secrecy it's more about they want those for press releases they want those sound bites for when they do tours and but what was cool about this was that. i got to loki yeah. over what, what are we talking about because i i think that I think they it's want a mass thing that they do the whole yeah. con yeah. well and, sure. and like if you're going to a con it's supposed to be unique for you you paid to get in you got sure. all those things so if it's just out I don't know. I don't. I don't deal with that no, side no, of the no. I I, yeah. I I get it. I guess the part of me that's just confused about it is I'm just thinking in terms of specifically with all. I I get what they mean about like you were here, but yeah. that, that's why in a lot of cases what they then do is they're getting it in real time. You're getting it later if you. And didn't they might. Go. I don't know. Like that's huh. not a part of the yeah. contract I signed, whether it's that well, or not. But the sure. the cool thing was. Uh, I got to prep like about half the questions. The other half was fan approved questions oh, that they cool. so the audience yeah. got to ask stuff too, and they just had to vet it. Um, and then we played a game, which you know I don't love games as much, but the way the game went, I got to kind of make the questions a little stuff. bit more my thing. Did you thing. find 
anything out that was fun about you know any upcoming MCU stuff or anything in general from from him that you found? We didn't really valuable? go into the future, okay. but what we, I did find out was the way uh, my buddies Justin and Aaron directed this most recent season. It was really cool talking with him about their directing style. And there was a moment in the that we all love that last episode where it's a kind of a wonder on his face right as he's about mm -hmm. to transform. Um, one of the directions that he talked about them giving him was right when they said the frame it was going to be, they said, okay, what we want you to do is take half an hour. We're going to pause production real quick. We want you to go back and watch all of the footage of Loki. And they, they had made like a highlight reel of his stuff. And he got to go back through his memories visually. And he said the way that activated him as an actor and the way he was able That's to cool. find stuff. All of that was some of the first takes they did. He got to relive it all through something they That's put together awesome. for him. Wow. And just little anecdotes like that he'd never shared because we got to really go in depth. I, I kind of made it like a season two hour. Because okay. to me, that's my favorite thing Marvel's done. I think yeah, the Loki season two yeah. is so special. Me too. So we talked about the 15 years of doing cons. We talked about like what the character meant to him. And it's this really beautiful narrative of what an emotional connection he had to Loki meant to him as an actor and how living through season two kind of gave him closure as yeah. as an actor. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of the most like emotionally connected panels awesome. I've ever done. It was really That's special. Wow. Yeah. And and we, he and I really, like, we were backstage for maybe five minutes before because he was running late. He had an hour and a half of photos to do that yeah, pushed yeah, the panel. Yeah, sure. uh, but for in five minutes, I was immediately like, I know exactly how he and I are similar, how we connect. We both see, like, the butterfly effect of acting similarly. Sure. And we connected so... Sometimes there's that... We've done panels where it's like, we, we like the same stuff, but you don't feel that like right, we can speak yeah. immediately. Me and That's Tom Edison are like, we see art similarly. And it felt like that on stage. And then after we got like 15 minutes of talking afterward about like what wow. it meant to make art and what the characters meant to us. And one of the big things we both share is that it's all one thing. Like what art is, whether you're on stage, whether you're doing a play, whether you're doing a TV show or a movie, or whether you're reading a comic book, the way we emotionally connect to art is mediumless right. it's all about how you express it and all about how that emotionality connects back to you and how the character is a mirror of your own view of the world and that's how he sees loki and it was really cool to share that with the masses that's amazing so speaking of art by the way because i brought that in there hey you want to talk about some art yeah capes and cows three bro. capes and cows we got issue three with big balls up top here how about that one you see that too um yeah cool you want to hold that i love one his jacket yeah hold that up hold it up Look at that fit. Oh, yeah. Look at me, Coy. Man. Look at you rubbing shoulders Immaculate. with Loki. I, I rub shoulders with a low-key lady. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh yeah, gosh. baby. I was rubbing nuts. That's right. That's rubbing right. nuts. That's what they call it. That's, that's my new comment called rubbing nuts. Thank you. So much, Big Balls. Just rubbing nuts. The guy just has no couth. No class. No class whatsoever. But uh, you want to read all three of those issues, you can. And you can even read, read the fourth because it's coming up soon. But you got that's exclusive to Patreon. So Capes and Cows, baby. Great wicked art. All right, we got some other stuff, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. And let's start with this one. Bob Iger. He says Marvel Studios has lost focus, throwing them under the bus. And he said that we're going to lean into sequels and franchises going forward. I have not read this article yet, but I'm going to guess this was at the investors meeting. Bob Iger has once again addressed the current status of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, confirming there will be less focus on streaming content and more on stronger franchises in the future. Last year, trade reports by our buddy Mark Cassidy at Comic Book Movie. Last year, trade reports claimed that Disney intended to scale back on Marvel Studios content, both on Disney Plus and the big screen, and implement more of a quality over quality approach going forward. Disney CEO Bob Iger pretty much confirmed this during a conference call last March and has now reiterated that, that it will be a reduced volume of content with renewed focus on the studio's stronger franchises. He says, I say we're leaning a little bit more into sequels and franchises, Iger said during the latest Disney earnings calls. I think given the environment and given what it takes to get people out of their homes to see a film, leaning on franchises that are familiar is actually a smart thing. In our zeal to greatly increase volume partially tied to this wanting to chase more global subs for our streaming platform, some of our studios lost a little focus. So the first step we've taken is what we've reduced volume, we've reduced output, particularly in Marvel. This would certainly seem like a smart move, but will it be enough to renew audience interest in the MCU, or has the damage been done? The studio's most recent movie, The Marvels, was a sequel to a film that took in a billion dollars at the world box office, and it ended up becoming the lowest grossest MC, grossing MCU entry so far. Elsewhere on the call, Iger listed some of the movies on Disney's 2025 slate, but left out a couple MCU projects. 
He says, looking to our 2025 theatrical slate, we're excited to bring audiences Captain America, Brave New World, Fantastic Four for Marvel, Pixar has Zootopia 2, and then there's Avatar 3, and we're already looking forward to 2026, Frozen 3, the first Toy Story movie since 2019, and a new Star Wars movie that brings The Mandalorian and Grogu to the big, big screen for the very first time. Some have taken this as an indication that Thunderbolts and Blade have been delayed or removed. And while that's a possibility, we wouldn't jump to any conclusions just yet. Iger could have just forgotten them. All right. So there is, I mean, this is juicy. This is juicy. Did that um, say quality over quality? It did. The, uh, the article did. I don't think he said that, but I think it's really funny. No, no, no it's fine. The I just, quality of an article I, being uh, <laughs> So this is the one problem with, like, now now that I have to, like, take Adderall and stuff like that, you I will hyper-focus on something. So the minute it said quality over quality, I was like, the rest of, whoa, 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 fuck the rest of this article. What did I say? Did someone <laughs> not quality check this quality over quality? I, I, I say all that to say it's interesting to see that they are pulling it back, especially knowing, I feel like we were talking about this with streaming when it kind of started, where on the one hand, we were excited about this this prospect of new stuff mm -hmm. and exploring into it. On the other hand, we had been talking pre-pandemic how if this giant streaming push really happened, there was going to be a potential problem of like quality. killing yeah. quality, killing the movies as a general yeah. whole. Like there was a lot of issues. Um, and it's even why you saw then with Warner Brothers when they were just like, we're just going to, I know it's the pandemic, but we're just going to directly release stuff without any time. Th there was a lot of filmmakers being like, what are you doing? Right. And I think that now that we've hit this fever, but to the point where you're seeing, here's your one sports thing today, I'm not even going to bring up a team, that you're seeing what I think it's Disney, Warner Brothers, Discovery, and um, uh, uh, it Amazon? Or Apple? It, it, it might know. be Amazon. Okay. Google. 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 That they're sports ma thing. they're making yeah. a sports streaming. They're they're literally combining all of their sports streaming mm -hmm. into one platform. That even those major like uh, 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 leagues are like, what the hell are you doing? And I think that that's where we're at now. I think Iger. Is finally seeing the forest from the trees because it sounds like I think JPEG didn't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think finally. I think that he he knew it from the second. That's one of the reasons he came back. Right. I, I, well, uh, he's addressing it. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. because that that was the problem. We we went so hand over fist for like streaming content. Right. And that's also why you know you saw a massive canceling of a lot of shows, and there was a lot of talk about the number of like black TV shows that got canceled and whatnot too. It's because we overextended, and now people are trying to rein it back in because they. Yeah, get, there's, well, get, there's a lot. I mean, you look, yeah. but you look at what he's doing though, and this is this plays into a lot of this stuff. We look at Mandalorian and Grogu, right? That was the from you believe the rumors, and I do. It was season four, and they said, "Well, Favreau already wrote this. Mm -hmm. Make it so, a movie." So let's do this. It's John Favreau. He's, he's directed before, and he's directed big movies before, and he knows how to make films. So, John, can you turn that into a movie? He said, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, okay, great. So that will get us money then because instead of potentially just getting subscribers, so that's part one, one of our big franchises. Um, okay, now what else? Wait, what are you guys doing? You're making a what TV? You're making a Moana TV show? Make it a movie. No, make it a movie. Why? Because it's Moana. We, we already held the date for an untitled Disney in November at this time so we're going to make this a movie now so make that a movie and that's going to make hand over fist at, at that point so that makes sense now what people are going to say is well but they're just going to go away from original stuff and go after sequels they are trying to cover their ass right now they mm -hmm. even though they lost money and people like the amount of money they lost this year we're still the number two studio because if they would have actually won, they were they not number one. No, number, Universal, man. Universal was number one this year. Um, because well, they, this year, okay, well, this I, year. No, I'm just talking about this year. Coming back, Disney's okay. been number one for the last. But but it's my point is that they were only they were only out by a little bit, and they lost a lot of money through a lot of different projects, and they were still number two mm -hmm. because they have so much. Yeah, they own everything. They own everything. For them to be number two and have as much they do is that's right. why they're freaking out. Right. So pushing back, pushing back, and then um, you know doing or pulling back rather. And just putting the stuff out there that works, but I do think there's another, you know, there's another issue too. Is like what you got to make sure that you're listening to your audience too. Mm -hmm. You got to mm -hmm. you got to make sure that you know if if there's new things you can create and try to get new audience and do it. You should, 
but you shouldn't try to go so far away from your audience that you already have because your audience that you had is going to go, okay, well, this isn't for us anymore. So, mm -hmm. and they're going to leave. Um, I think that they've done that before. I think that they are paying attention to maybe not doing that again. Um, and they also have to, I think, hopefully, they're going to pull back the budget because everybody, and I saw our good buddy, PJ Campbell, who I think is one of the sweetest individuals in the world, and I love him. I disagree with him on Twitter every time he posts a tweet. Um, <laughs> and the, one of the things he wrote was like, no thank you on the, the Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. the new one. Jurassic Park, if it's a $300 million movie, then I'm with PJ on that. But I won't say no thank you right away because... They always make a billion dollars. It's not that. And because you're not wrong, but that's not it. Yeah. This is an opportunity for them right now to make a hundred million dollar, a hundred ten million dollar Jurassic Park movie. Make it, make it eighty million. Well, you can't. It, it's just harder to do the these only days. Thing, but you, you, you can in the sense instead of making it, just stop with the Jurassic World. Go back to a situation where you're trapped in a building with like ten raptors yeah. and it's a horror movie. Or go that Planet, Planet of the Apes style that they're gonna do. But the point is that if you take it, and you scale it down because. You're still going to have to do certain things on that movie, but like I always said, when I said Terminator, when I bring up Terminator, I want to see like the A24 version of, yeah. of Terminator, like you know a seventy million dollar Terminator movie, because at this point you don't for for Jurassic Park, you don't need Chris Pratt to be in the movie. It's Jurassic Park. It, the dinosaurs sell the movie. If it's a small scaled movie and you only need to make. 150 million or 250 million to break even as opposed Bro. to making a billion go for it you should be you, you shouldn't be going after a chris pratt you should be going after somebody that up and coming that costs nothing a, a series regular on a tv show yeah. that this is their moment to yeah. give them a movie yeah. and, and yeah. break out but, dinosaur movie but yeah. that's why i'm that's why i'm saying you could you could put it around i, I see what you're saying about a, around 100 but why i'm saying like an 80 or whatever like you said make it a smaller horror movie type situation because I want to say, other than that, seeing the uh, practical Tyrannosaurus in that first one, where you're just like, "Oh my god!" It was the moments in the yeah. kitchen where she's trying to hide from the, like that, like really got, yeah. had people glued for, for to sure. that movie. Well, give a comparison of something like you look at um, uh, what's the one that just came out, the Gareth Edwards one that I liked, the one with uh, the creator. Yes, thank you. That movie cost about seventy-five, eighty million dollars. Mm -hmm. It looked better than the last three Jurassic Park movies, um, and it cost just around eighty. Now I think that you can do the same type of thing, but they probably have to couple have a couple more set pieces. But either way, it goes into the Marvel conversation of it all, and that is scale back, focus Godzilla minus one, focus on the damn characters. Stop doing the big every time popcorn in the face, popcorn in the face, popcorn in the face, popcorn in the face. We have nothing else. I can predict these movies a million times over. And the other thing, did you see this thing? This is like, I, I'm curious where you stand on this, Coy, because there was this video that went viral about how a lot of the creators of most, a lot of the recent Marvel stuff were not, they didn't watch, the, they didn't read the comics, they didn't see any of the comics, they didn't do it. Now, I know that it, the intent of the video was more so, it, it came out a bit of the hateful side of things. Was it just like a, a sizzle edit of people saying yeah. it was a sizzle oh, edit of someone that. just being a dick? Yeah. No, no, oh. but it was a sizzle. It was a, it, but it, I mean, there's merit to it though. There's, of course, there, but it depends how you edit it. It depends on you. Can you make edit. anyone yeah. sound be, like that. Because the, you, right. You can make right. anyone sound like that. I would love to have seen the full, full context. The full context. Because it, like, if it's like a sentence, but they said a paragraph around that sentence and you just cause they Because the question could have been, did you start by reading the comics? And they say, no, we didn't We, we didn't read the comics. But then the follow-up could be, once we had the story we wanted, we tried to go through the comics and right. see how we could connect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it any edit can make can somebody make sound someone. So I, I, I would want to... Yeah, but anyway, but what I'm saying, though, depending on... Depend, if, if it is indeed true, what they do a lot of these times, because we talked about this with Doctor Strange. Yeah. And it's like, well, we didn't watch the show. We didn't do that. If you are doing a shared universe like this, it's got to be a requirement. I mean, it's got to be. It's mm. got to be a requirement to where you know it that well. If it's if it's just you're rebooting it, you're starting it over, you're doing mm -hmm. like like Madam Web. Mm -hmm. It's a whatever you you think of how the movie's going to do, and there are people that well, it's a standalone. We didn't read the comics. Fine, it's a standalone. It doesn't really matter. And the the big fans of the comic book are probably going to be disappointed because it doesn't really fit to it. But if that's what it is, that's what it is. When you're doing all this different stuff, and especially when it connects to your universe. And not just the comics, but the shows. Well, we didn't really pay attention to that. We never read one of these comics. It's like, for, if I'm hiring someone for this type of stuff, a Star Wars, if I'm, if I'm hiring for Star Wars, 
I now not everybody shares this philosophy, and I understand that. But I want fans of Star Wars making these things. Mm-hmm. I want people who know the lore. I want it. Is it a requirement? It would be for me. Does it have to be for everybody? And can people look at look at Tony Gilroy? Right, Tony Gilroy not steeped in the lore, but what Tony Gilroy did, and right after out of the words uh, out of the mouth of Diego Luna, mm-hmm. surrounds himself with people that know the lore. Yeah, mm. and he doesn't say, "Well, I'm doing my own thing." Like for example, there's that scene in in Andor, where there's all this artifacts and everything. You ask Tony Gilroy, he doesn't know a damn thing about where they came from at all. He doesn't care. But what he did do hire the right people. is find people that say, this is what I need there. What would be there? Mm-hmm. And he trusts those people in doing that. That, to me, is fine. But it still has people inside of it. There was, there's a couple Marvel projects that you're like, who, does anyone paying attention to what's that, going on here? That is, and, and I, I don't want to, because I feel like you're very attentive today. You've been, you've been very quiet. I'm, I'm just listening. Which is good. I'm so I just, sorry. I'm not, I'm not judging you. I just, no. I'm so shocked. If, but. if you don't, if you don't think that a 12 minute answer to this isn't coming, I've had you're out of I'm your just mind. No, no, that's that's I for sure. I just spent a whole weekend yeah. listening on panels, so yeah. now I'm trying to use those skills here. Yes, and you very much can tell that you were listening on the panels. But so <laughs> you're, you were listening. You were listening. Um, if there's a direct question, I'm ready to answer it. In less than 12 which, which Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's very smart to build a universe out by having the creator or the main showrunner, director, whomever, either be a diehard fan or surround themselves with diehard fans because I think that's how we started. Like James Gunn, who is the architect of the DCU, I think is really smart to have him do a certain amount of casting, a certain amount of shaping right. universes. And he loves it. And he loves it. But I'm not as worried about him hiring a director that is outside the comic purview because great there's point. a foundation. Great point. And but I that wanna... foundation's key. Yeah, but he's there. Exactly. Uh-huh. He's there. Go but on. if you've got Marvel, which is at times in the last few phases, had a little too many cooks in the kitchen, yes. or you've got someone that can't be there at all times, then you've got things that feel disjointed. You've got, in yeah. my opinion, the Doctor Strange problem. Mm-hmm. But I do think there are other times where there is merit. I love the Eternals because it felt like a different side of Marvel. It felt mm. like something unique to Marvel, not like a cookie cutter. You can guess mm, where right, it's glowing. Right. Like Chloe Zhao made something that felt like a Chloe Zhao film that fit in the Marvel universe. If it had felt too Marvel formulaic, that movie wouldn't have worked as well for me. Yeah. But it does still need to have those anchors without those Thor lines in it. But yeah. like right. that seemed like the end of around the time around the end of Feige being in everything. Yeah, because. Not being that he everything doesn't enough. care. I think he's still in everything. It's just how much time does he have? But that, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Is that like yes, he's still around for. But I'm saying he could not devote as much time because they were overextended. Because it was we got five shows coming out this year, three movies. I still got to do whatever said press tours. I got to plan for the next phase. Yeah. I think obviously you need to a, a good leader delegates, and it seems like at that point he was over delegated and overstretched to fully make sure everything was on track. Because had he been more on there with multiverse of madness i think some of the issues that we had or um well i also Thor think 11 thunder maybe but i also think that feige's a big i think feige's a, a raimi head i think feige because remember he didn't he worked on the spider-man mm-hmm. movies too he's a big raimi fan that's mm-hmm. why this whole rumor uh, to me has merit that raimi's going to do the the avengers movie which i think is a colossal error mm. i think it's a colossal error um but here's the bottom line what i think with marvel I think that what Bob Iger is saying, what they need to do is they need to cut the majority of their TV shows that they that they have planned right now. Um, they, they, they're obviously going to release Agatha because it's done, but no one's – I mean, I, I, I say this every time. I love Catherine Hahn. That show makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, so I would you got to keep that show, I guess, put that out there. I think there's a big audience for spooky content. So there's merit to me. Like I think of the Halloween season, there's always people fevering for that maybe, type of thing. Maybe. But just because of the but, nature of the show. Sure, but this is not, again, Marvel 2016. This is mm. Marvel we need to hit so we get people back on board. So what I would, what I would say is that, like what I want us to, they're going to have to put this one out regardless. Mm. But any of the shows that they're going to do should be relevant to leading to the Avengers mm. and like six episode stuff or whatever they're going to do and stop just trying to make like these side characters pop because mm-hmm. they're not popping and it's not working. So then with movies, one movie, maybe, maybe one movie, maybe they're going to have to do two because of all the stuff that they have in there, but make it feel special again. Mm. Be- instead of like, you know, when maybe people get excited again because people are going to be excited for Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And then after that, can they, because Captain America 2 or, or Captain America, was it Four. three? Four. The one coming up is four. Four. So um, New World Order, is, are they mm-hmm. changing the name? I think they changed Brave it. New World. Brave New World. Mm-hmm. 
So that movie, they're reshooting the whole damn thing. Like Seth Rollins from WWE was supposed to be in that serpent. Yeah, the Cobra. They, they got rid of yeah. the whole storyline apparently. So they, they redid the whole thing. So who knows what that movie's going to look like. And Thunderbolt, we'll talk about that in a second. Florence Pugh is saying she doesn't even know if it's going to happen. So what do you think, Winston? I, I think their best bet is lean into the stuff that really works. So obviously WandaVision did. You could you could make some arguments about the end there, but I think by negating that in Doctor Strange so right. much, that wasn't a great idea. But I think you lean into stuff like Werewolf by Night. Give me give me like a special or a limited series that's no more than two to three episodes where you're just exploring one particular thing. And if that's your avenue to introduce somebody, fine. The only like show shows, and I'm not saying you can't venture down this path again, is for now, let that be Daredevil Born Again. Right. Let right. that let that right. be something that you know right. is a banger. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, at least that that you've proven once before that it is. And then anything else should just be a limited series or just a one-off type thing like Werewolf. Right. And then we can revisit this at another at a later date. But you have to write the ship first. I agree. And I think that the Werewolf by Night is a great example where what you were saying, like the spooky stuff. Throw that in there at that point because Agatha connects to WandaVision and everything too. And like, well, where do we go after this? And she just pops up randomly in, in some movies. Look what they did with Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Louis she's just popping up in the movies and you're like, why is she in that? Oh, she's in the, And I love her, but it's like- It just hasn't paid off yet. It hasn't yet. paid and, off yet. And it's like, mm -hmm. and nothing There's a is lot of stuff. The Wong stuff hasn't paid off right. yet. There's a lot of people gathering right. people yeah, that haven't yeah. gathered. Right. There's like, I mean, now we also have the Young Avengers being gathered. And, we, and obviously that just happened. But that's there's four sets of people gathering people. Yeah. We need to have a gathering. Yeah, I right. think people need to assemble. Shang -Chi, that. What happened to him? I, I Shang -Chi, the face of the I mean, then, he, then he tore his ACL in real life. <laughs> Dude, did, did he? Dude, didn't you hear that? Like, no. yeah, the martial arts Avenger is he pours a he was oh. on crutches at the the box lunch gala. Oh. Like, yeah, Simu. Oh. Yeah, you, it literally tore his ACL in Jeez, real life. Dude. So he was in surgery, and I'm like, that, that movie. Like right now, Marvel's in such a big spot because they've stretched themselves so thin, and then on top of that, there's so many variables outside right. their control that have been <laughs> like that. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Of just, anyone to tear an ACL, it's Shang Chi. Koi, so do, are you are you familiar with uh, with X Men the animated series? How there was all sorts of production problems, so it also meant that there were all sorts of like episodes were completely out of order. Oh yeah, yeah. So and the old one, yeah, yeah. the the nineties cartoon. So until you got to the point where they were actually releasing all the VHSs, it would be a two week continued every week, and then you would come to the next week, and it'd be a completely different story. I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Right. That's what that feels yeah, like. Yeah, right all the gatherings <laughs> definitely feel like that. It, it, because it's like, okay, here comes uh, uh, Charlize Theron. Mm -hmm. She's got something. Oh, yeah. and she doesn't here, even know what, she, what she's going to be doing either. This here is, comes Harry Styles. Right. Here, here, yeah, here, right. here comes here, like uh, no plan anymore. Jon Snow actually had a voice talking to him, and it sounds like it's Blade. And Blade, right. we don't know if Blade's going to have. And I, I think the reason they didn't mention Blade or Thunderbolts is it would have negated his last sentence. I still think one or both of those might still come out in 2025, but he has just been like, big IP, big IP, big IP, Thunderbolts. Like, it doesn't, good optics. Right, right. So I still think we might get three or four Marvel films in 2025. And it's not solid. The it's way not. The other, it's not a solid bet, like the way that these other things right now look But then they just cast Pullman's kid as Sentry conceptually, yeah, like we heard. Uh, so Young left, right. and I hear Bill Pullman's kid is going to be Sentry now. Uh, the oh, guy Steven from Top Young. Gun. I was like, I was like, okay, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. like that rumor makes me think Thunderbolts is still happening, but I, I mean, even with the scheduling element of like David Harbour, he's working on Stranger right. Things. We're gonna talk about those with Florence Pugh because she's got some comments on it too. But yeah, I think that Bob Iger simplifying is the way to go. I really do. I think that pulling back on some of these shows that nobody's really gonna care about. Talk, just I think Winston's right. Focus on Daredevil right now. Just mm -hmm. focus Street on that level. show. For and TV. look at your budget. Yeah, for TV. For for TV, pull everything else. Put Agatha out if you shot it right. Pull everything else. Just focus on that at the moment. For movies, focus on the movies that you have ready to go and get us to the Avengers. And then, as we've been saying on this show a million times over, reboot, man. get no, I don't know about reboot. <laughs> but I, I talked I talked that to Roxy yesterday who yeah. said the same thing. I think reboot's too tough to do, but you can essentially do it's almost like a soft reboot. Oh, if yeah, not just a hard reboot. Keep if you, who you just want. focus on the X-Men, because our history is our history. And no matter what, whether it's uh, Collider or Fandango or any of those things that we did, Marvel Movie News, yep. any of those things that we did, it's, it's but it doesn't mean we always have to continue those things. Right. Mm -hmm. It means that they're there in the same way that if you did the, um, the uh, you know, the X-Men, sure, you mentioned 
Tony Stark from back in the day. You mentioned all these things in little references, but you can focus on them. You can fo focus on Fantastic Four. You can focus on IP, and still, you've got about 10 years to do all of this. Yeah, reboot's too strong a term, but soft reboot yeah. is, is more what I meant, yeah. because then you can have that that feeling of, oh, this worked, cherry pick it. Keep the things that yeah. are working, but you don't have to keep moving right. all these characters it, forward. It, I guess that's the other thing, too. Remember when, when a post-credit actually meant something? You did a post-credit, right. and then it right. paid off either the next movie or two movies down the line. As we mentioned with these constant to be continues that never continue, it's like a, like you said, when are we coming back to this? Right. And since we have never paid any of them off at that, like, have any of them paid off at this point? The of the, all the, the movies, the all post the post credits. The new, he mean the new ones. So essentially, all of Phase Four and Five now have any of those post credits paid off at this point? Oh yeah, Hercules. Oh wait, no. I feel like Loki was one of them, right? That was that paid off. That nicely. was the only one. And that, that was a scene from the that show. was a scene from the show, though. That <laughs> was, like, that was is that really the only one? Yeah. And what was that? And I'm trying to remember what was that? That was from uh, Quantumania. Yeah. So it was essentially Loki into Quantumania, back yeah. to Loki. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't really count. Yeah, that's, that that's, that's the closest I can think of, right? Because the other stuff is stuff that they they're shooting to hopefully get yeah, to a finished the, product. Who's been this set up that's paid off? Right. No, it hasn't. It, Not great. Nothing that I can think of. Which, odds. which I, I meant to bring Someone back to you guys. Someone in the comments right now was like, obviously these three. There's a lot in our minds, guys. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. So please put it in the comments. I would love to, would love to know because I clearly I'm not remembering, but yeah. that's the only one that clicks in my mind. But I was going to say, I forgot about this, that you guys were upset about the Aquaman post credit. I love that. And the reason why it was him eating oh, the roach. Stupid. But I loved it because that was kind of indicative of what the DCEU of ultimately was. Of was course. like, man, I got so this burger. Artists, I kind of really like this row. Yeah. Okay, you know, it was fine. Like, that was... Well, that, it doesn't lead to anything. I mean, they could have closed it out a little bit more. I mean, they that really felt like just, the shawarma, uh, dude. That literally felt like the shawarma at the end of at yeah, Avengers. But, shawarma, but, there was but more, we knew there was more there, to come. More to come. <laughs> so, Imagine but, if the MCU but, ended in phase one with shawarma. You're, you're not like, going to hear I mean, me say... You're not going to hear me say anything bad about Aquaman 2 probably ever again, even though I don't like the movie. Um, I that movie fought back. That mm. movie fought back. Because of the, what it made? Yeah, it's made like four to five hundred million already. Yeah. It fought back, and yeah. it started with like sixty million. So it's like a slight profit, you something know? like that, or like either slight or broken, whatever. Million. It's yeah. not. It's not a major loss, right? So that if I'm DC and I'm Warner Brothers, I'm going good enough. Yeah, good enough, and it also shows the star power of Jason Momoa, mm -hmm. which I'm, is why I think Lobo's pretty locked. hundred percent. I'm also very curious because I saw a news report the other day that wasn't specifically tied to comic book movies but just that china as far as its box office goes that none of the american movies it sounds like in china broke i think it's at either top 20 or top 30 of their mm. box office. not even barbie not Oppenheimer, mm. none of that mm. so i'm also very curious if that is part of what is making this drag be so hard on marvel right now and superhero films in general knowing that China is really building out their their Hollywood even more and pushing their movies even more. But the good movies are still thriving. Like yeah. they're like doing Spider -verse. well. Like they're... Spider Verse is the number three domestic. It's the it's the number one Sony animated of all time, and that was last year. And Guardians cool. was almost eight hundred million. Yeah. Cool. yeah. So the cool. good ones. Awesome. Didn't break China's top thirty is what I'm saying, and that used to right. be the case where we took mm. over the top fifteen sure. movies there. So I really genuinely. It's also that... political though. It was very political as far as why totally understand that yeah. i'm just saying that's where your guardians would have been over a billion that's yeah. where your sure, spider verse sure, sure. would have been over a billion right. i don't think that's quality of movie though as much as, as as it's um i mean sorry i don't think it's as much as the i think you're right that one of the reasons that the box office is down is because uh, we worldwide, had been on that but it doesn't as he's saying it doesn't change the domestic side sure. of things with quality and i think that for i mean i can tell you in my personal uh opinions of like every time i see one a superhero movie now it's like this is going to go there. Prediction: A, B, that happens. Then we're going to go there. Oh, okay. Mindless action, bad CGI. Go. Okay. Origin story I've seen a million times. Go. It's just the same stuff. And like until it, it's the stuff that's different, that I'm like, oh, great. And it's and you can you're always going to have a superhero inside the superhero genre, the normal tropes, mm -hmm. but. What can you do to make them spicy? What can mm -hmm. you do to make them exciting? And that's what Deadpool 1 did. That's what Deadpool 2 did. And so will Deadpool 3 do that? And they look like they're trying to do that, obviously, with the switch up of the MCU. Deadpool 3 really is the changing of it all. 
I mean, with Sunday, it all starts. Uh, like yeah. this the weekend. Trailer, yeah. Right. And, yeah. And I oh, think. Oh, the trailer? This yeah, weekend? yeah, yeah. Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. I also think it's going to be the first Red Band trailer in the history of the MCU because there's going to be an R rated trailer for That's Marvel. Pretty great. Right? Isn't that crazy to just yeah. conceive? But you can't play that during the Super Bowl. No, no, no. But really I'm saying, like, they'll, really they'll, probably do a minute, yeah. they'll probably do a minute teaser in the Super Bowl and then we'll get a Red Band Marvel trailer. Yeah, they always release it on. They show like 30 seconds to 45 seconds. And then immediately jump online. And then you go right online. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. And I. The only other thing, it's funny you mentioned Deadpool 3. I saw people, and and I don't know, again, if this is just people hating because it's the internet or if this is just part of the fatigue. Some, like, it got released in a news story that, like, oh, you know, Deadpool 3 is going to have all of, like, the the Fox whatever. They're going to be showing up and blah, blah, blah. And someone goes, why are we doing this again? Didn't we just do this with No Way Home? And I'm like, first of all, this isn't new news other than Koi screaming this from the top of the for rooftops years. for years. It has been made very obvious when we heard Jennifer Garner's coming back. Yeah. We well, have so like the, but it, that goes back to our conversation all the time. Who is this? Who's this, could, this could have been a random person. I guarantee that people are going to be surprised by the trailer. Well, these, these, these were industry people that were doing oh, this, and yeah, I was okay. really confused. I was like, we again, we have made it popular, very. Man. Yeah, it's it's going to get you more clicks for complaint. Yeah. Liking Deadpool is going to be way less exciting than hating Deadpool's first place. It's It's going to do very well. Oh, it's going to do well. Yeah, I'm just a, saying that the conversation is going to have about an hour of positive. Yeah, that's just the way. Just the, the way the internet. It, for sure. I mean, look at, and I've been bringing this up on every show because it's been relevant. Is like, look at the stuff with the WWE right now, right? Mm-hmm. Not the Vince McMahon scandal, the other stuff. You guys have been. I don't know. I don't know part of it because Co- Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble, but he's no longer in the main event. So the this, Rock's the, gonna the, fight the, Reigns, right? Now this is I love that you guys know this. Like, but this, <laughs> this to me, and, and I'll answer all those questions. But this, is, but this, <laughs> but this to me is my point with how, when done correctly, controversy can bring in a lot of eyeballs, a lot of ears, and just to get people talking. Now, whether or not these two guys are gonna watch WrestleMania. But we know about it. But you know about it. And that's what you do when you see it, certain kind of conversations are coming about and certain things, whether it's there's there's good stuff and there's bad stuff that people are talking about. And this is one of those things with The Rock. Basically what it is is that, yes, Cody Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rhodes. Rumble. And then they said that the, then the Rock came back. And instead of setting it up in a good storyline, they're like, well, it looks like Cody's taking the backseat and Rock's going to fight Roman at WrestleMania. Nothing's official, though. Rock was on Pat McAfee today promoting it, talking about it, everything, too. He's one of the investors now in it. Mm-hmm. The stock's probably through the roof. His merchandise is back. Even though people are screaming Rocky sucks now at, at Raw, saying Rocky. his merchandise is, is back uh, and, and selling like crazy again, too. So it's a machine. And if you feed the machine the right way, people are going to listen. People are going to, And I think Deadpool's going to – Ryan Reynolds is a fantastic marketer. If he's already doing such good marketing. That movie, my, that's my six-year-old's number, the most anticipated movie. That, yeah, Using yeah. Jim as Randall, like genius. It, it, like What a great way to sell very, that movie. very, very smart. Um, so anyway, tons to talk about. That was a story one, guys. So make sure you let No, your... I'm not a wrestling guy. I got a question, though, sure, wrestling-wise. Sure. Now, yeah. I'm assuming what's going to happen is, like, wasn't Hollywood Rock like a bad guy? Are they going to turn Rock into, like, Hollywood Rock because of all this negativity, and then he'll end up not fighting Cody, and then we'll get the actual fight we're supposed to? And well, so just there's kinda... a, you mean Roman Reigns, but there's... A, there's there's Yeah, sorry, Cody and Roman Reigns will fight, but Hollywood Rock will come back, and he'll be, like, a bad guy. Well, that's that, there's tons of different options that they could go, because people want us to... The head of the table, Roman Reigns is, like, the top bad guy. He runs the head of the table. He's been champion for three and a half years, whatever it is. And so the story is supposed to be, like, him and The Rock, who's going to fight for head of the table. But at the same aspect as Cody Rhodes is, like, the young top star who's going to be like the next guy he's become ultra famous now because of this like Mm -hmm. he went from being just inside the circle wwe fans loving him to To outside people everybody knows who cody did you know who cody rhodes was until this week right so everybody knows who cody rhodes is now because of this and he is benefiting and he's great and he's like the first real baby face frank in Mm. a long time and he's He's Dusty. You know, I've heard of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dusty Rhodes is like one of the legends of wrestling, and that's his kid. Oh, cool. Okay. And so he's got a storyline. Finish the story. All these types of stuff that's happening. So, what could happen? There's a lot of different things. I think that they might do because WrestleMania is two nights. They could do Rock and Roman night uh, one. They could do Cody and they could do something where the Rock says, "I'm going to be your advisor." Rock turns heel. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. I think they should use it. 
it can go in a thousand way, different directions. You have Cody, Cody feel like he's being gypped, and then right as The Rock and Roman are coming in, knocks out The Rock, and then he's uh, like, I'm that, getting my, I'm getting nah, my he, match. He's not going to do that because they want to keep him baby face. But, um, but, but, <laughs> well, I mean, to be like, I earned my title shot, I'm going to take it. But he's the one that, he's the one that introduced it. He basically said, I'm not going to take you at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to let somebody else, uh, come in, and, and then The Rock comes in and does his thing. So, he, he he in the story it seems like he's the one that, and mm-hmm. he's still trying to figure out who he's fighting. So anyway, there's there's a lot that people are paying attention to, and there's a good way that Marvel could do the same with Deadpool. If they pay attention with the stuff with, you know, bringing the casual fan in to see it, that mm-hmm. that will get the people who liked X Men films when they were kind of growing up and bringing them back. And in the same way that the Attitude Era fans are going to come to watch The Rock wrestle, mm-hmm. so. I wasn't planning on watching WrestleMania, and now all of a sudden, now, you, now you're interested. See that, but that that's exactly right. And I probably what we could maybe even do is we'll watch it back here. You I, know what I mean, bro? I watched my first wrestling anything a couple weeks ago. I watched the Royal Rumble, and I was entertained. I was right? all of a sudden I was back in seventh yeah, grade yeah. All, all over again. Yeah, I yeah. was I was all. Then, it's, it's really good right now too, because I'll tell you, because I watch it casually, um, but I've been watching some stuff too. They they since the the old creep is gone, they've um, they've. Triple H has kind of taken over and, and done some great things. So, dude, yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name, but the, the random black dude that's oh, number oh, yeah, twenty four yeah, yeah. in the men, yeah, 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 and he came running into the R truth, R truth. He's such a dumb. Hey, yeah, he, he's, he, yeah, he's got a whole storyline. But anyway, it's a lot of fun stuff. Um, all right, guys. So, comment of all the stuff that we talked about. And it was a lot. Make sure you check it out. We have enough energy to be able to keep talking, and I do have that energy because of AG one. That's right. I use AG1 all the time. I love AG1. I've told you about AG1. And then afterwards, you know what I do? I have a great meal with Factor. I do both of them. And I'll tell you about both of them right now. Factor is delish. I love it. It's yummy. I get get some good meals out of it because Factor is delicious. It's it's got ready-to-eat meals, and it makes eating better every single day. Because wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You can have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a few, have a really feel-good week of meals ready to go. There you got two-minute meals. Uh, and you fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat whenever you are, and you can sign up and you can save. Because I've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved They sent me a bunch of these. And especially wow. now, with what I'm eating, and the way that I'm eating, with my, I lost, I told you, I lost like 17 pounds. Yeah. And so I have these, and especially when I'm working and we're doing shows, I have them, they're delicious. You can tell that these are made by, like, chefs. They're just... they're the best so there's no prep there's no mess it's factor meals are 100% ready to eat so if you head to factormeals.com slash big thing 50 and you use that code big thing 50 you guessed it you're gonna get 50% off of your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active that is code big thing 50 at factormeals.com slash big thing 50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is at. All right, guys, let's talk about AG1. You guys know I love AG1. If you've been listening to my show, you've heard me talk about them and I've been drinking them for about two years now and I love it. Never been a vitamins guy. I've told you that. I take it all one shot, AG1. I put it in a water bottle. I shake it up. I'm good to go. I recommend AG1 to my friends. I recommend AG1 to my family, everybody. AG1 is a team of doctors and scientists. It is tested for 950 contaminants and NSF certified for sport. It is formulated based on the latest science and maintains high quality standards. You guys know they've been with us for a while because you guys know too. You've all been checking them out and everybody who's been signing up to AG1 says the same thing. It's changed your energy. It's changed how you approach things in a day. You're smiling more, you're running around the place and you're sleeping better. I know. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. That's why they've been a partner for so long. If you wanna take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and you get a free one year supply of vitamin D3, K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash big thing. Drinkag1.com slash big thing. Check it out. 
All right, thank you to our friends over at AG1 and Factor. So happy to have them both on board and so happy that you guys have been responding to it. Please use those codes. It helps out the show tremendously. It helps us continue to do shows like this and keep the network going. So thank you so much. All right. I mentioned uh, Florence Pugh. Let's talk about this. Thunderbolts. Florence Pugh. She said an update. said, come on. It feels like it might not happen. Thank you, Arnold. Um, Thunderbolt star Florence Pugh. What did she say? Well, she shared an update on the long-delayed Marvel movie, admitting that while it still doesn't feel like it's really happening, work is indeed about to finally commence. Josh Wilding says, will Thunderbolts ever happen? The movie is gearing up to begin production and still adding actors to its cast. But yesterday evening, Bob Iger only mentioned Captain America Brave New World and Fantastic Four. Captain America Brave New World has Harrison Ford in it, right? Mm -hmm. That's why that was mentioned. Um, <laughs> also, Fantastic Four. Um, that also makes sense because you're going to have that. They're really building that one up. Talking to Entertainment Tonight about her role in Dune Part 2, Black Widow and Hawkeye star Florence Pugh confirmed that she's heading to Atlanta immediately to start shooting her role as uh, Yelena Belova. So there we go, guys. It kind of feels like it still might not happen because the amount of times it's been paused, which is just a natural feeling. But I'm going straight after this. When we're done with press, I'm going to Atlanta and start to do some prep and do a little bit more press with you guys, and then I'm off shooting. As far as we're aware, Thunderbolts isn't in trouble. Instead, it was one of these movies that got caught up in last year's strikes at the worst time, resulting in it being pushed back from December into next summer. Despite a little uncertainty, Pew admitted she's excited to suit up as the MCU's new Black Widow again. She says it's wonderful. When we shot Black Widow, we thought we were going to shoot the next movie relatively sooner than we did, and it's just been this thing that's been looming that we've been wanting to shoot at some point in the future, and now it's finally happening. It feels surreal, but it's coming back. Elena's coming back. Thunderbolts confirmed cast members are Julia Louis-Dreyfus, uh, Florence Pugh, Elena Beleva, Sebastian Stan, Bucky uh, as Bucky Barnes, David Harbour, Wyatt Russell, Hannah Joe Kamen, and Olga Kurlyenko. Um, so yeah, that's that's the majority of it. So it looks like this movie's happening. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't really stuff. worried. Yeah. I just think that they didn't mention it because it would have negated his last sentence. Right. He's like, we're only focusing on the big things, right. and it's like, and Thunderbolts. And it still hasn't really. And there maybe there's the plan is just to start with the other movies are farther along. Yeah. Guess, well, and too. Captain America four, huge brand. Right. Fantastic shot four, a lot of it. big tent pole. Right. So it makes sense. You'd mention it's an investor call. It's a call about getting yeah. money up. You don't want to mention the thing that's been pushed as much. Winston, before I, I mean, as we, it's called relevant to all this too. The fantastic. You heard about the SAG thing was Fantastic so Four yesterday. I, I did not. I just saw your headline and yeah. I was like, I should watch that video. And then it went back to work. So perfect. <laughs> so just like watching trailers. Winston's yeah, yeah. like, ah, I'll acknowledge no, that. Exactly. Thing. No, 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 no. But I made an assumption. I was like, probably something happened because we'll SAG does it. announce stuff randomly. So I'm assuming they did something along the contract or some sort of congratulations. Well, it was something they were doing like a tribute thing to him and they mentioned all these projects that he's working on and said currently starting production on Fantastic Four and then Mike made the point yesterday that someone probably just looked at it's IMDb. It's an intern that probably Googled his name. But the problem with that on IMDb Yeah. Is, Anybody can do that. It's like Well Wikipedia. no it says it says clear as day rumored on IMDb. And they it still... says rumored. Mm -hmm. So the question is Dopey intern, or that did it, someone that or knows, someone that knows some stuff. Someone doesn't know enough or too much, or doesn't know enough to say, "Oh, I didn't know this was a secret." Yeah. So, but it's either way. I they got to start shooting reading, soon. It's the worst kept secret in in all of Hollywood. The guys, he's he's in it. The question is, you know, when they're going to announce this? But it's further enough along. Thunderbolts announced this thing at, at D twenty three. Mm -hmm. So the fact you that know they're what would be crazy what if they've shot some and that's how his arm got messed up and they have a trailer at Fantastic Four on Super Bowl. Oh, right, right, right. How nuts would that be? That was if true. Disney could sneak a trailer and they don't they announce, they just Moana show Moana 2. That's what I'm saying. Moana 2 is coming out this year. November. That's crazy. Imagine yeah. if they've already cast. Obviously, yeah. we think they have. They have. If, they've, if they have a trailer for us and they don't announce it in a traditional way, they show us Super Bowl. But at Super Bowl? Yeah. How crazy would that be? <laughs> I'd be crazy, but I don't. Super Bowl, I mean. I'm I, just I, saying I would, it comes yeah. out I, next year. I would. They would I know would, that they're programming. I, Someone would get leaked. I feel yeah. like I feel like if they were gonna do that, I doubt Super Bowl because you yeah. already have Deadpool. I bet you if you're gonna do it, you end up doing it at the Oscars. Oscars. Don't it's a very different doesn't, crowd. doesn't I under I I, I, I understand crowd. that, yeah. but isn't isn't that also Disney? Because ABC you do it, still you, has you, the Oscars. You know, I, you know when you do it, if you're gonna do it at the Oscars, right after Paul Giamatti does his speech and announced that he's Doctor Doom. <laughs> You goddamn right, baby. You goddamn right. Hey, everybody, I uh, I have a, I have an announcement. 
From holdovers to doom, the most logical transition. Thanks for this and in and out, and I'm Dr. Doom. Oh, man. <laughs> He'd make a great mole man. Nailed before Doom. Fantastic Four. Nailed watch the hell before out of that. Doom. Come here, Sue. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That's not going to happen. But uh, I, I, yeah. then, then realistically, I'm just thinking about the stuff that Disney has online. I, I, I think it's too crowded for you to try and force that during the Super Bowl. Uh, I could see it at that point, not the Oscars, if you wait until the NBA Finals. It's just a hell of a mic drop. I'm just thinking that it could be a cool way to not yeah. announce it traditionally. Well, sure. imagine a trailer's been shot and you just get to go. Sure, Whoa. I think that's going to be a tougher one to do, but I think that um and and then the other thing, well, will we'll do it at Comic Con, but then I heard they might not even go to Comic Con again. That'd be crazy. They need a a, a rally. I think Comic Con needs to. Take I think Comic Con needs to take a hit financially. I think it needs to go back to being the geeky fest that it was. I loved last year. I, that's what everybody says that went right, but they probably didn't because they probably didn't have this. They didn't have the studio presence that they. Had. Yeah, it needs to go back and stay what it was last year because the studios and I talked about this at, at, at length on Wednesday. You, they're either got to turn these panels into a show, put the money mm -hmm. into it, or stop doing it because you. It's not. It doesn't do anything for them. It doesn't do anything. It's not marketing. You don't think that like the push they get for like two weeks what, of just sure. news but and what? volume and but, you get announcements. You get actually people talking about it. You get like actual if I'm, inertia. If you're, if you're telling me that I'm gonna, I want to promote. Okay, so Marvel's gonna go, and I want to promote um, Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. right? I'm gonna get the same amount of press from when I drop a trailer mm -hmm. from all the people that are gonna do reactions from it and all the things that are gonna happen from it and, and people talking about it that I ain't paying shit for mm. that i don't have to rent out i don't got to pay i don't have to pay anybody to be there i yeah. don't have to pay any you know uh, a host i don't have to pay for the space i don't have to pay for them i don't i i already got it for my trailer now yeah. there's other and then I, what i want to i don't know we're going there to announce a project we're going to do in four years what happens that that project that falls through i think what james gunn did with the dcu was smart because it was just him and a green screen and that costs it, it seven dollars. Costs nothing. Yeah, Kevin Feige did a. I think the there is there been some lunch. there have been some great there have been some great Marvel things at Comic Con for sure. Right. I think the best one was at the El Capitan in Hollywood that cost nothing when they they own that theater and they introduced Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther mm. at that event. They they it was right before the Spider Man thing happened. People were asking questions about it. It was a massive thing that they did and they brought everybody there and it cost them nothing. Winston, your timing. I was like, did you just quit? Like, what just happened? That was, that was so dramatic. That Winston, was so that's funny. That's the ADD in Winston. That was uh, so like, funny. We'll be I in the middle of. You said I just was using about the Terry. How am I going to cut that? He was just out. I got to do the whole fucking thing again. Just, oh, I think we keep it. Wait for I think the, we just. I was waiting we for just him gotta to show, jump, bro. We got to show the badness of Winston on Adderall. Sorry, you bro. just like there was just, no. He was jumping. That was so funny. But I want you to be in point. This is this is Winston. This is Winston when Winston notices something. Go ahead. Being a point about anything. So I, I really think it was a smart move to have that at the LCAP because they own it and basically you don't have to worry about anything. Where'd you get and these glasses, man? No, that's really. <laughs> Did you get these glasses? The back of the glasses. I, yeah. You need a battery, it's man. Crazy. You need a battery. The future. He's always it. being helpful. This about is it. the Apple he's Vision always, Pro. He's always being helpful he about is. it. But he's just like you're, you're missing a battery there, man. In the middle of the... talking about Chadwick Boseman at the LCAP. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's totally cool. <laughs> He literally <laughs> left. You it was the fact that he threw it, it, it off and I'm left. You should just leave I'm, I'm all of it. The fact that he left the just, frame. Just the middle of it. Just and I was left. trying to talk to you because I didn't know I'm if it was a real water sorry. or two shots. But he was I'm being like, helpful. He's oh, being, no. he's being, he's like, the dude the, was so the dog wouldn't get in here. This has happened a number of times where he comes in and he runs around and knocks over cables. There it was. There it was. Take two. That's how it went. Just in the middle of the middle of the thought. Live TV, folks. If this show switches a lot, to be a lot of this. And that's. No. Yeah, oh, that's man. that's yeah. I'm, 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 I'm adjustments, man. I'm making it's adjustments. Right. It is right. what it is. You but, it. but I, I just gotta, I just gotta own it. But, but no. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> based on what you were saying, and you're talking about Chadwick and yeah. everything, I agree in the sense that you know it's funny. We're coming up on Valentine's Day. That's a big thing that a lot of people say in relationships. It was never the you bought me a car, you bought me a whatever. It's the you used to take me out like mini golfing, and we yeah. just like had, we were up for hours type right. situation. It has been so overinflated at this point, and it's such grand gestures, but you're not doing the little things. Mm -hmm. By not having the little things, you've lost people. 
Yeah. And I think that that's where we are with this at this point. So I agree with you. I think if you pull back Comic-Con and bring it back to its roots, I think that will really help. Yeah, I mean, Comic-Con wouldn't want that, obviously, but I think that they should because I think it's, it's people will still go. People still want to be there. And But the, the whole H of it, and I used, that's why I used to love going. And I, yeah. but, now, but it's, I can watch all, and I talked about this the other day, is that for myself, Greg, Alba, we're going to get more out of work for us by staying home. We're gonna get, I'm going to get way more work out of you. You will probably get more work at Comic-Con because you're going to be doing interviews and yeah, panels Yeah, I'll be stuff. on those so, stages. Of course. And I think that those types of panels should still happen. Mm -hmm. Not the Hall H, like, big studio presentations, but I think, like, celebration of certain uh, – because a lot of the reasons why the fans go because they want to see a lot of their stars. They mm -hmm. want to see it and the signings and things. But, like – Stuff like you did just now this weekend. Yeah, but I think having yeah, a exactly. retroactive, not 100%. I think it should be about review, not preview. That's right. That's you know what right. I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. loved talking season two yeah. because it ended. I could talk yeah. about all of season two. And you, I don't want to know about anything in the future at, on a panel because that just puts everyone in a tricky position. Right. Because it's only going to lend itself to causing problems and in that's the studio. The, that's and that's the thing is that what what is it for? Like what is it? Because it's not about exclusivity anymore mm -hmm. because everything goes online. At least Sometimes, immediately. Yeah. Or so it's. It's just tricky in how they're doing. There's a reason why the studios have pulled back. But I so think there's much. a community element that's lost if you don't have something once a year. You should that definitely have people. it. Oh, yeah, I'm not something. saying don't have. I'm not saying don't have it. I think you should have it. But I just think that there's certain things that they do that. I mean, in the same way that I still think Star Wars Celebration should happen all the time. And I think that the difference with them is because it's Comic Con is a collection of all the different studios. Mm -hmm. Celebration is Lucasfilm's thing. Yeah, it's their con now. If Marvel, if Marvel decide, I still think Marvel should. Step away from Comic Con and just do a Marvel Con. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then you you do a Marvel Con, and Disney does the same way they do Star Wars Celebration, and then you drop exclusive stuff, and yeah. then you drop your projects because then it's like you're going to get a lot of people to go to that. What if you what if you do it as like the way you pull it back, but you still kind of keep it? What if you just like all right, everybody gets one, and it's like a, it's almost like a like a dance battle type break where it's just like all right, Sony, what you got? And you just put your best foot forward. Don't give us the whole farm like yeah. that. And I then, don't think they should announce anything more than a year out. Yeah, and I and I honestly think that it, this year might be literally DCU bringing out what their Superman is. Like we haven't seen a single shot of David Corn Sweat without that beard. We right. haven't seen how big that boy's gotten. Like he's a huge dude now. Yeah, and like I think that the DCU physically bringing out Lois and Superman for the first time, and sure, physically bringing out Lex and like first time we see Nicholas Holt bald. I think that would be worth the cost. But I think the MCU, if they but, don't show up, is like. But you've said it yourself. It's like, and, and what I had also said before, you could do that same thing. James Gunn, Warner Brothers, doing a special event at the lot, wherever. Yeah, renting out a theater will mm -hmm. cost you less. True. Than you, and do your own thing and do your own event. Build up your own event. Charge tickets. Don't charge tickets. Whatever you do, you'd get the same amount of press and way cheaper, and you get everything you need from it. Comic Con's just not worth the price, dude. If you're gonna spend the money at that at that point, shoot. Do an experiential thing. Have some random thing where you you could you can warn like the police of a, of a town or whatever. Just be like, oh my god! And Cornsweet just kind of flies in and does like a a soft save. And you go, oh my god, was that Superman? And then that's it. That's your announcement. But you got to say it just like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, oh my yeah. god, was that Superman? That's the only way. That's yeah. the press line. Yeah. Go ahead, Coy, Try it. Nope. <laughs> you know, you're not going to try I don't it. even know who I'd be offending, but someone would be upset, and I know better. Yeah, That's that was, media that training was, right there. No, no, that was smart. That was smart. Not, not, not during Black History away. Month. Just saying. Yep. Not during Black History you know, Month. That was smart. It is only the 8th, and I'm being very careful for another 21 days because it's a leap year. That's oh, right. my God. Was that Superman? Yes. In fact, it was. No, yeah. what, what did they say? That was like, oh, there goes the Black Falcon. Actually, that's Captain America. <laughs> well, you can be Captain America. You can be the Black Falcon. You can be Superman if you're using and blue chew i'll tell you that much. so if you use blue chew you'd be a superman here you go i'll tell you right now this episode is sponsored by blue chew come on let's do it let's talk about sex hey guys remember the days when you were always ready to go everybody you're like yeah back in the day go whenever i wanted to well now you can increase your performance you can get that extra confidence in bed listen up bluechew.com blue chew's no joke it's pretty great it's a unique online service and it delivers the same active ingredients as viagra cialis and levitra but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them whenever, daytime, night, you can plan ahead, be ready whenever that opportunity arises. And the process is super simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, then you receive your prescription within days. And the best part, all online. 
No visit to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. So, for me, yes, it works. And the thing is, you know, I didn't think I needed it, but hey, you try it for a month and you see, you love it. You can be missing out on the best sex of your life. I'm telling you, they always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? Do it. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. They do. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. Love that. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. You got to try Blue Chew free, but you got to use that promo code Big Thing at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code Big Thing to receive your first month free. Yeah, do you hear that? Free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we got to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. All right. Thank you to our buddies over at Blue Chew. Doing the work, man. They're doing the work. And you should be doing the work. Blue Chew, you'd be doing a lot of good work. Anyway, uh, thanks for doing that. Thanks for checking out all our sponsors. They're in the links in the description. So please, it helps out the show tremendously. All right, next one. All right, let's end with this one. Joe Manganiello, friend of the show. He's been on before. Hopefully we'll get him on again. Uh, he turned down Thor Ragnarok role. Why? But he said he would be open to playing Agent Venom. Justice League star Joe Manganiello has revealed he was forced to turn down a role in Thor Ragnarok due to scheduling issues and confirms he'd be open to playing Agent Venom in a future future module. Future module, module. Justice League star Joe Manganiello has revealed he was forced to turn down a role in Thor Ragnarok due to scheduling issues and confirms he'd be open to playing Agent Venom in a future Marvel project. One of Joe Manganiello's first big movie roles was as the bully Flash Thompson in Sam Raimi. That was him. That's why this is such a great idea. That's so genius. That's a good idea. 20 years later to come back is genius. Yeah. That movie swung into theaters way back in 2002, and the actor has since suited up as DC's Deathstroke in both Justice League and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Thanks to that role, there was a time when Manganiello was being lined up to star in both the Batman and his own solo project directed by the Raid's Gareth Evans. They don't mention he was almost Superman, too. We broke that on Schmoe's No back in the day. Ultimately, neither project came to fruition. Comicbook.com recently caught up with the actor, and despite his minor role as Flash in the Spider-Man trilogy, they wondered where he'd be open to whether he'd be open to playing Agent Venom in uh, the version of the character. Would I love to be part of the MCU? I mean, sure, of course, it'd be a f- it'd be fun in the right project. I heard Sam Raimi's doing Secret Wars. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know much about Agent Venom. I'd imagine that'd be over at Sony. It'd be very funny to come back that way. Asked if there's ever been talk about him suiting up as Agent Venom. He said zero. Years ago, Taika Waititi wanted me for one of the Thor movies, and I couldn't do it. It was impossible for me scheduling-wise to do it at the end of the day. But that would have been my reappearance back into the Marvel Universe, but I couldn't do it. We're guessing that was probably for the role of Scourge, the Executioner, a character ultimately played by the boy star Carl Urban. It's unclear whether he ever got a second chance in a comic book movie, but his time as Slade Wilson is almost certainly over. Now that DC is rebooting. Um, the actor has repeatedly expressed a desire to play him again, revealing in 2021 he wanted an origin series on HBO Max. Uh, okay. So I think he'll pop up again. What? Where, where's he been? I haven't really seen him in much lately. I mean, definitely he's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I, the fact that he wasn't in Dungeons and Dragons he's crazy, is crazy. Because he's such a – and I love how nerdy he is that he knows he'd be at Sony. I love yeah. that he knows, like, the yeah, logistics. He's a big nerd. Yeah. He pays attention. This is kind of what we're talking about, the foundation at the top of the episode, where it's like surround yourself with people like this. Yeah. So if you've got someone that doesn't know the world as much, cast a Joe Manganiello. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll make it work. Manganiello, is that how you pronounce Manganiello. it? Joe Manganiello would be the guy that would give you just enough of that zhuzh to make sure it's accurate-ish. I think the Agent Venom call is hilarious. I think that'd be such a fun way to make it Secret Wars game. Yeah, it was funny because I had him on Schmoes. Like, I've had him on one-on-one with Collider, but Schmoes is the first time I had him on, and I asked him about that Superman thing. He was, yeah. He was, he was close. He was, like, they were suited <sighs> cool, up and everything, man. too. Yeah, he was. I see the, it. It was, it was the Zack Snyder one, I think. He's such a nerd, too. Yeah, It'd be so, so cool to have someone get it that's, like, that invested. Like, Nick I want to see him like, get, I want to see, look, there is a possibility also, probably not. I'd say, I say Jensen Eccles probably has the best chance to Batman. No chance he could do the new Batman. Yeah. I mean, where they're going to go, how old they're going to go with him. I mean, he, Joe's only mid 40s mid 40s i think right something yeah. like that so they could they could still do he's still in tremendous shape yeah. you know so i don't know where do you see him fitting in at all it, i just i, I just, just mentioned by the way I, I know that we were talking about marvel but i'm saying it is as far as just a comic just book a comic period. book in general yeah i mean i thought he was great casting 
for for Deathstroke, but I I just I think that that's dead in the water at this point, yeah. just because of the whole yeah. reboot. Um, Agent Venom coming back would be hilarious. Uh, I even think if we're really barking up that tree, if you're really gonna bring Toby back, why wouldn't you then yeah, sure. introduce Agent Venom that way? And yeah, that is Sony, but like you know what I'm saying. I feel like that if would you're be gonna a, do, and that, it's yeah. such a cool idea because you've already had a, a, the acknowledgement that the Venom symbiote has happened yeah. and mm-hmm. left, and then you also get the the continuity for right. us to be like, we'll never get to see Agent Venom in the next 10 years with Tom, that's right. a cool way so, to do it. And if Sam Raimi does wind up yeah. directing it, then he probably would would show up one way or another. I just, and it looks more and more like that's going to, I can't believe that so many people are on board with that. It made $800 million I, or whatever. I know, that's my concern. But, like, but I know, but it's like, so did, I mean, Thor, Thor Love and Thunder made a lot of money. Yeah. I, I do think they should look at both the the people that are as invested as us and the box office as equally important parts. Yeah, it's like because I'm, I'm telling you, the Kevin Feige, Sam Raimi fanboy part of it goes a long way. Sure. Yeah. Because I think he loves Sam Raimi. Yeah. And rightfully so. I understand why his career and he's and there are a lot of Sam Raimi fans. Like there's tons of like I told you guys when I took my buddy to see that movie, he loved the second one because he's Raimi heads. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that is the whole thing. I think we we all said that when we were doing our review, we were like, "This is a great Sam Raimi right, film." Right. It's but, the best what if episode we never got. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just specifically for where we were, what was going on, and the fact that we continue to have heard, "Oh, we didn't pay attention to WandaVision. Who cares?" Right. And that that's drives me that, nuts. That, that, that's the well, problem. They, and they can't do that with Secret Wars, I'll tell no. you that. Right. And that's Hell what's crazy no. is Secret Wars is the culmination of a lot. And I know it's very popular to hate on the Russo brothers right now for whatever reason. It's like every... It is? Oh, people love hating on the Russo brothers. Uh, but uh, we've gotten to the point now that if it's popular, it's reviled. Right. And if it's unpopular, yeah, yeah. it's loved. But I think what the Russo... What are we in middle school? That always happens, Twitter? Too. Yes. Oh, know. dude, Twitter's yeah. middle school. But that said, the Russo brothers have said from the beginning that's what they'd come back for. So it's insane to me that you've got the Russo brothers who have publicly said the only thing we'd love to come back for is Secret Wars, and you've got the guys who have mastered the Avengers films as a culmination of arcs and literally made it their job to go, like, we pay attention to all the disparate parts. Right. How do you not bring them back as a reunion tour? It's probably tour? a money but those, at this point. I mean, I know. How it's much, worth it. I know. How much Sam Raimi going to charge? Yeah. And also, like, yeah, when you look true. at things like Endgame, those moments that we Maybe remember from Endgame too. are so Russo brothers. Like, the the wielding of Mjolnir they planted so early. Yeah. The the things they did yeah. setting up those moments, that's what you need for Secret Wars. Huh? So well, it, no, no, they didn't. That was Whedon. Well, the, the tease of it was Whedon, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm saying the way they set it up in the film, in their own film, the way they, that was such a paced by Russo moment. Wait, wait, when? When, when, when uh, Cap wields it at the very end, the uh-huh. waiting to say assembled, all those things, to me, directorially feel very like a Russo Just trademark Just when they did moment. it, okay, okay. Within was... the parameters of their own film. I got you. Whedon set right. it up narratively. Okay. I'm saying like the all delivery right. of the moment. I get me. it now. I was like, no, no, Age of Ultron was 100% Whedon. Do you want to um, go see the dogs come? <laughs> I see why you got confused, but I'm saying as a I was hyper-focused on what you were saying, but I respect it. He was with me. He was with me. But yeah. I feel like the Russo's are the right guys. That was my point. My other point is the Russo's are the right guys. All right. Well, we're the right guys here today talking about this stuff. So thanks for being here. I'm glad that you're here with us. I'm glad that you've been joining us. Um, As I said, if you're able to, hit that button, that subscribe button. It helps out tremendously. Make sure that you check out all of our sponsors. I want to thank my panel here for being with us. First, we start with uh, Koi. Koi, where can they find us? Uh, Hunt me down at Koi Jondro, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, Now that movies are coming out again, I'm excited to start reviewing them over there. And uh, find me at a lot of cons and stuff this year. Winston A. Marshall, a.k.a. The Swaggy Blurred. You can find me on all the platforms at The Swaggy Blurred. Uh, we are pushing, 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 pushing to get uh, those numbers up on Instagram and TikTok, so please come over there. And then uh, same thing with movies coming back now. Uh, I'm really going to do my CPT reviews go leading into stuff, so my Dune uh, review will be out the first Dune uh, in the next like week or two leading into then my Dune 2 review, so definitely come over to my YouTube channel and check that out. And speaking of reviews or out of the theater reactions, Winston and I did a Bob Marley out of the theater reaction. I have my non-spoiler review up on that one, so you can check that out. I will have uh, Madame Webb. Madame. That's going to be... Now, we haven't talked about Madame Webb today, but we just don't have time. So uh, that, other things, and as Winston mentioned, Dune, Dune 2 is coming out. So thanks for joining us here today for Winston and Coy. We'll see you later.